Welcome to a brand new episode of Views of an X Podcast, and I'm your host, Lama. We are four weeks in. Episode four is here, and the first three has been great. Nothing but great responses, and I'm loving that y'all loving the podcast. Um, a lot of you are saying that the last episode with Lauren Winfrey is one of your favorites already, and it's only the beginning. I haven't heard anything yet. In this episode, I finally have a guest that chose to stay anonymous. For what reason, I don't know, but I had to respect it. He chose to name himself Alex in this episode, and Alex wanted to tell his story about how he became so toxic that it led to the decline of his relationship. Alex even goes back to his past family traumas and women that he dealt with previously that all played a major role in who he was as a person during this relationship. It's a good story. I hope you all enjoy, and I want to thank Chanel, my co-host, for coming out because it was last minute it was like an hour before she was like i'm gonna make it there so i have to thank her enjoy this episode keep liking subscribing rating the podcast if you have questions and you would like to be a guest even send it all to views of at gmail.com or comment or send a dm at views of on ig thank you So nice to see you again, Alex. Uh, the last time we, well, last time I seen both of you guys, Alex, Chanel, my co-host for today, is at the YouTube uh, podcast event. He was like, what are your ideas? I told you my ideas, which is this podcast that we're on. Um, you gave me a brief story about your past, and yeah. we shared a little, we had a little mutual uh, uh, uh well, so, but actually, let me put that in context yes. because what's interesting is, and this is kind of like fate because I walked into the space and I didn't know anybody, right? Yeah, yeah. But you smiled at me for some reason. I did? Yeah, you smiled in my, <laughs> no, 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 you smiled at me, you smiled in my direction, right? So that's why. I, oh, yes, because I saw you looking for a seat. Right. So yeah. I guess I was letting you know, like, was, this these are I seats. Got there. Yeah. Right. You can sit in there. And, no, but, but like, I guess like. The fact that you were endearing is why I went over. Wow, to speak to that's you. really nice. And then to sit and, and and then you joined in a, yeah, like a few minutes later. <laughs> but and then we had our conversation. And I think in a way, it's kind of like fate. It really was because, you know, I have this um, long journey that I'm about to share. But you already had this concept and you were thinking about it. So yeah. and the three of us are sitting here. So, yeah, that's that's, that's super good. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was like. Yo, you'll be perfect for my podcast. He was like, I'm down, I'm down. I was like, all right, I'll and, call you later. And it's like, and what, months pass? And hey, the universe still <laughs> happened. Right? And, and as a fellow podcaster, I mean, I guess the reason why like I'm inclined to do this is because um, looking to help out where I can. Because mm-hmm. I do work with other podcasts. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great mutually beneficial thing for everybody, even though nobody won't know my name. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, before we start, I want to let you know that all uh, exes that's being spoken about are anonymous. Um, if you slip up, I can always edit it out. Yep. Um, and the, the name you chose today is, we're going to call her, uh, uh, let's give her a name. Chanel, you pick it. Alejandra? No. Uh, no. no. All right, I've been trying <laughs> to. Don't, don't go Spanish. Okay, don't go Spanish. Um, okay, all right. Sally? Got, let's go Helen. 
Sally? No, that's too white. Helen? Sorry, no. What? Dude, we gotta pick a more generic name. Um, uh, Bianca. Bianca? Yeah. Bianca? That's fine. All right. So we're gonna talk about Bianca today. Let's get into the beginning where you met Bianca. Mm-hmm. So um, we met, I think now about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And we met online. But this was before Tinder, Bumble, any of these apps, um, Hinge, were really prominent. And we met on OkCupid. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> it's still around, right? Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and, and she she messaged me. And uh, apparently what happened was that one of her best friends um, had made an account for her and told mm. her to message, you know, someone. And so she messaged me and... We had a nice little conversation, and I think after a week, I decided to ask her to go on a date. But I guess, like, a prelude to that was I had gotten out of a four and a half year relationship. And, you know, I think it ended pretty destructively, and I'm not proud of how I behaved at the end of that relationship. Um, what's interesting is that, um, like, two months later, I started seeing another girl, and. Wait, so you never healed from that? Four year relationship. Right. All right. And so what happened? And you know, I, I thought I was the man, you know, like I, I'm out of this four and a half year relationship. Like I got my ego, I got my pride. Um, so I met this girl and like I thought like she was great. She was like my ethnicity. She was in getting her masters and everything. Um, and after a month, she ghosted me. She, oh, this is a girl post your four year relationship. Right. Like, like yeah. you, right. Got right it. after. Okay. And, and so she's, she sort <gasps> really? of ghosted me and, and, um, you know, I was really devastated, and, and I remember I had my first panic slash anxiety attack that I ever had that night. Um, six months later, like I still like kind of crawled back to her, and like we still hooked up. And but again, she ghosted me again for someone else, and like you know now she's married and ha- has a kid or whatever. But and you know I'm not salty about it. I just think of that as like the first time that I experienced a severe panic or anxiety attack. Mm. Like like severe. Yeah, yeah. And, I think ghosting um, is definitely Yeah, because you look at like yourself. A, no, yeah. seriously, ghosting is one of those like PTSD type did situations. You question, did you real. question her like why did she do it? Or did you question yourself? You looked in the mirror like, what could it be? Well, I mean I blame myself, but I think I mean I knew she had even though like she was, you know, a beautiful girl and like accomplished and, and ambitious like mm-hmm. she had some problems you know and and i think i kind of overlooked that i kind of overlooked her own anxiety her own trauma mm-hmm. um and yeah so so that happened and i think from at that point i started healing after that second time um until i met you know my current ex-girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i just wanted to give that prelude obviously because this this is ghosting before ghosting. This is like <laughs> before the term. Yeah. This is the apps like before the apps. Um. So just to put into context like where yeah. So yeah. Okay, Cupid. Um. You asked her for a date. How did that go? I mean, she was very willing and open. Um. Now, what was your thoughts when you first seen her? I want to let's get there in person. Yeah, in person. Um. She 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 had a scowl on her face. Oh, yeah, right, a scowl. So not endearing. Not endearing, exactly. <laughs> um, so so I kind of like looked at her and uh, I kind of walked up to her and I was like, "Hey, Bianca," and she was like, and she kind of like looked down and like again with her scowl. But now I know, you know, I mean, I found out shortly later that she has a BRF, 
Bitch resting face. Oh, all right, all right. Oh. Say, see this. <laughs> yeah, all, right. Right. all right, got it. You gotta warn like, us with those hell? acronyms because okay. I know the term. I didn't know it. We're the same age, though. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm I, finding out new things as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm an old soul. I don't know anything. <laughs> so, yeah. BRF. So, she has a BRF. Um, and so, yeah, so we... Oh, I thought, because it's resting bitch face. That's why that threw oh, me RBF. off. It's usually yeah, yeah. that. That's yeah, yeah, what, yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. No, no. And um, so we walked to the restaurant um, where we had our first date. But before that, before we got on the escalator, like, I remember, like, I just looked at her and I said, I just need to tell you, you are gorgeous. Like, you are so gorgeous. <laughs> and I finally saw a smile out of her. Um, Alice got some G. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... I think, you know, throughout that first date, we spoke a lot about who we were, who um, we saw ourselves being in the future, where we had come from. We had come from like the same region, New York City. So we could, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, really understand each other. Um, And but I think what's significant about this date and that impacts a lot of what happened later is that we kind of made a lot of indirect promises to ourselves or to each other where she was like well i was where i was like well my ex was like this so this is what i'm looking for and she was like well my ex is like this and this is what i'm looking for Mm. and things ended up changing very quickly but we spent hours together that day and um yeah i mean i couldn't have asked for a better first date so so with your previous exes right were there any that you met off of dating apps no, I mean I had met a couple of girls off of dating apps, but they didn't become relationships. All right, all right. Yeah. With this one, it was so, it was so new to you. Um, what what did you what was your ex- expectations? Because a lot of guys go into dating apps like, oh, I'm about to just go in here, just have sex and leave, mm-hmm. and probably meet the next one. Yours is just for the relationship. You yeah. wanted a relationship. And the thing is, I'm I'm a relationship kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. It's not that I don't enjoy like you know. <laughs> What, what do they call it? Like Hot Boy Summer or like, yeah. right? Oh, oh, this new thing. Yeah. But you know, it's, know, it's not, it's not like I, I don't know. It's just Hot Girl Summer. Oh, <laughs> City Boy is, is in the right. building. City yeah. Boy? Okay. But the thing know. is, it's not like I don't enjoy that part. It's not like I don't enjoy being ratchet. It's just, no, no. I mean, I do. I really do. But, but the thing is like, there is a hopeless romantic inside of me. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's where I operate from most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said about being ratchet with the person you're hopelessly romantic right. with versus just... Well, that's where we're getting to in the story. Do yeah. you guys yeah. want me to... Uh, yeah, keep going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened is that I think two things. One, our careers changed very quickly. Um, so she she's a doctor's assistant. Mm-hmm. Um but at the time, like she was just getting into like her role, right? But immediately, like she became a superstar. Like everybody wanted a piece yeah, of her. Yeah. Like everybody like was depending on her. And you know, my, my career was changing too. Um, but I think like I'm more the kind of person that needs affection, that needs that closeness. Um, so going back to that first day, kind of like these promises that we were making to each other and she was like, well, my ex was like this and wouldn't pay, give me attention and like mm-hmm. had to deal with other things with his family. That kind of started happening there, like mm. kind of like right off the bat. And, um, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. No, you said the promises you made in the past, huh. was she, the new career, you needed some support, I guess, in your new career. Right. Was you getting that from her or... Was well, she too busy in her new career? No, I mean, so so 
it was fine for about nine months. I would so say. at this point, you're official. <clears throat> yeah. All right. And how, um, how soon did you become official? In the we became official probably two months into dating. Um, but you know what, what's interesting? What I will say is that the magnitude of attraction that we felt for each other, mm-hmm. both mentally, physically, like in every way was just like off the charts. And so maybe we went a little fast, maybe, but I think like compared to like how much people wait these days, it's like yeah, a long time, so, you know? I, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, we, we just, you know, there was just one day where like, I just couldn't stand it anymore. And I said, listen, Bianca, like, I love you, you know? And she said, I love you too. And Sheesh. yeah, it was, <laughs> again, Before the, this is within the two month window. Yes, but I, what I will say is that intra- that attraction and that love for each other continued all throughout the four years that we were together. Um, I just then then like there was a certain point where like things started going sideways. Now, all right, during your whole relationship, we said four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did some fun things. What were like the fun things y'all did? What was like? Yeah, main thing going out on dates. Uh, I would say, what was your key key moments in your relationship? I think, I think our key moments were always taking these big steps. So like, telling each other that we wanted to marry each other, telling each other that we wanted Dang. to move in together, telling each other. And it was mutual. Yeah. All right. And, you know, her telling me, like, I can't wait to be a part of your family. And, you know, I love her family as well. Um, traveling to her home country together. Um, Things that you said didn't yeah. do yet. Sorry? You, you didn't get to do that. Or you did do that. Well, the thing is, I mean, we both traveled before to um, our respective home countries. It's just, like, together, you know? Or, like, I don't know, like... Her, did you end up doing that though i'm saying did you go together to your home countries yes oh you did okay mm-hmm. um or like i don't know like me being able to sleep on the couch at her house which was a big thing you know with her parents house right oh, got it. yeah mm-hmm. um and and just how much love her parents have for me and like how much love my parents have for her like i think hitting those milestones were all the goal was getting married and yeah. family, everything like that. Yeah, things are serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things you had in common? In common? Um, hmm. What happens is the track. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's so, why why I'm yeah, taking like, long. So so for example, I'm a I'm a certain fire sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah. And she's a certain air sign with a dual personality. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, so you know, she's, she's he, I'll describe her. She's a very bubbly, warm, empathetic, you know, she's, she's a family girl. Um, she's like a best friend to all her girlfriends and she's, she's social, etc. Me, I, you know, at the time I operated more off of accomplishments and pride and mm. like taking care of people and being passionate and i think that's one of the big words that always stuck out to me that she said about me was that i was very passionate about everything mm-hmm. and um and including her like i was i was very very passionate about her and taking care of her and making sure she felt loved um 
So in common, of course, like we we love we like to get each other into different things. Mm-hmm. So for example, like if I liked basketball, like she would make the effort. You know, if she had something to do for work, like I would be there, like sitting with her at the table, like at twelve o'clock at night, trying to help her, like. You know, like we really just had that connection where we aspire to work towards those goals of like mm-hmm. getting married, etc. Like wow. partnership. Yeah, support yes. was, right. was yeah, support was heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, going downhill, you yeah. said life and, and experience and communicating mm-hmm. were the main reasons why you broke up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that she ended things, right? According yeah. to your mm-hmm. survey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Quote unquote survey. <laughs> was it mainly on your part or mainly on her part, or was it mutual? Like. Yes. You had problems, she had problems. Yeah. So, so I experienced unemployment in a oh, very right. drastic way where I really looked up to somebody that I worked for and they kind of like did away with me. Um, it was embarrassing. It was very humiliating. Um, I felt like my world had collapsed. And I think during this time, I had also felt like Bianca wasn't, providing me with the support that I needed. Um, you know, she was working late. She wouldn't make an effort to make things up. And, you know, I guess, like, I was keeping score. I, I'm that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so we were already having problems there. You're still that kind of person? or you guess well, I'll, you I'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> it's part of the story. Why are you jumping ahead? <laughs> um, and so my mental health took a big hit. Huge hit. Like, I have never been so devastated. And, you know... One thing that I will say is that there will be other devastations in my life, but I think that was like one of the first, like so heavy that I probably can't experience that again. You know, it was that bad. And um, so there I was, I think 28 and like, you know, I felt this job had been ripped away from me and my mental health went downhill. I became, you know, very irritable, very angry, very vengeful. Um, Not suicidal. No, right. but I will say that um, I did have thoughts of that maybe when I was like in middle school. Oh, um, right, right. yeah. So I, you know, maybe I do have that tendency, but I didn't feel it in, yeah, in this yeah. respect. Did you get help at this time for these feelings? So I started seeing a therapist, which I still see today. Um, I don't think it was really helping me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But later on, it, it did come to help me a lot um, because these were a lot of complex emotions that I had to process because, and this goes kind of like to how I kind of like saw myself in the world. Um, I saw myself as always getting my way through my pride and my ambition and through being this like poster boy, superstar kind of, kind of person. Um, to, 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 to kind of have your whole personality ripped away from you mm-hmm. and you can't do anything about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, w- I was just kind of left with nothing and like having to like go on the unemployment website and like oh, submit, submit so, stuff. This is your lowest of lows, yeah. right? Yeah. And what I will say is that Sheesh. I did get a job, I think about five months, six months later. And <laughs> the day before I go into the interview, um, I find out that this job is working with the organization that fired me six months before that. Oh, man. And not only that, but I had to see the organization, like, have people on, like, CNN, NBC, 
like all these are famous people right yeah yeah like there was one day where like i turned on the channel um the history channel and i couldn't get away from it there they were on the history channel Wow. you know and then yeah. that that fucks with your mental health yeah. a lot you know because you're here you know having been like kicked down to your lowest and yeah and so you know the thing is the way i've always coped with things is that can i interject real yeah, quick just to that point mm -hmm. um because i think you know we're all kind of around the same age yeah, yeah. i will say that you know they they always say like the world is so small and you know yada 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 but <laughs> literally like you know beyond that i don't know what everybody believes in but it's like we have to think that the universe be conspiring against us because i feel like <laughs> no there are times that you leave your house with yeah. every intention on not seeing this particular person and then you go to this event and that's like that person's right there and that you get you have to get on the same exact line right behind it's like right. it's it set up a, a that bunch you of have, times yeah. you have to be uncomfortable and it's like i almost wonder like it's like these are like life lessons that we're like forced into where it's like you have to grow up right now because literally you're staring this situation in the face and you're either going to run or you're going to face it and be, you know, a person and get be better for it. But it's like you always get put in these predicaments like mm -hmm. all of us. Yeah. And I mean, what I will say is that I think my personality has always been and this is just, you know, where where I come from, like is to fight back against everybody mm -hmm. even if it means physically you know really, uh, and so you know I'm, I'm thinking right now i'm thinking of the line um from ti live your life um i'm the opposite of moderate immaculately polished with the spirit of a hustler and the swagger of a college kid mm -hmm. but still will grab somebody by the collar quick i feel like that's kind of like mm -hmm. what my attitude was you know at the time at the time and you know this was three years ago and so yeah you know like i mean my whole thing has always been like to fight everything with words or like with fists and like I just I just couldn't do that because there was nobody to hit there was nobody to to, <laughs> to yell at and the thing is my, I I wanted to express myself in the way where I would say like really awful things like I'm not gonna repeat them here because like they're yeah, gonna yeah. be like threats or something but I like to say awful things and just get it off my chest and like let it be but Bianca's the kind of person that is a very much a pacifist and she didn't like to hear me say those things. She would tell me like, I don't like to hear you say those things. And so I felt like I would be bottled up mm. and I couldn't express myself. And like the world was like all against me. Now so. I want to go back because I, yeah. as an adult, how I deal with anger mm -hmm. is different from when I was little because yeah. I had sports all my life. Mm -hmm. So I would deal with my anger through football, through basketball. I would take it out on the court, take yeah. it out on the football. How did you deal with anger back in your younger your youth? I think this goes, and this is um, something I've been exploring over the past it, year. It's more of generational trauma. All right. All I right. think. So I think um, my grandparents always expressed themselves with anger, with uh, physical violence. Um, I think some of that came to my parents. You know, um, I mean, we used to be disciplined physically. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that kind of got passed on to me. And and um, I think my thing was never physical, um, you know, in a relationship. But like, I think I, st you know, in being irritable and being angry, like the worst of me would come out verbally. And um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And how would you cope with that? Like after you have this outburst, mm -hmm. what would you do after? 
I chill. I mean, that that was that would be my thing. Oh, yeah. As long as I could get it out, yeah. like I'd be okay. But I think that. But how are those relationships though? Are like you you getting it out to another person? So like that person is yeah, like, like you know taking uppercuts. So right. you're you feel satisfied, and mm-hmm. then that person is hurt. So like, are you right. were you one of those people that was like? Now you're trying to just be extra nice to them just because you know what yeah. you did, but you're not directly saying sorry. You're just kind of like, here, here's a cake, mm-hmm. you know? And Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think so. That's a thing. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And that's a generational thing for sure. Right. Exactly. No, no. And the thing is, seriously. you know, for example, like I, one thing that my mom used to always do is um, after there would be a fight in the house, like go apologize to that person and give them a kiss on the cheek to say sorry. And like that's degrading in a way. You know, yeah. like if you're sorry, you don't need to go kiss someone on the cheek and be endearing, you know, like. Right. So. So, yeah. So. So it's it's generational. And um, I think particularly in this instance, like it just started coming out more and more and more. And I just kept thinking like, well, she could take it. She could take it. She could take it. And eventually it became toxic. Eventually, you know, it did. You know, I would a say damage. I would say I became, in her words, a little bit emotionally abusive. Um, and yeah, yeah. And and so, I mean, I'm leaving out a lot of specific instances, but that's what it culminated into. So, On yeah. your end. Yeah. yeah. But um, what would you say, mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, go ahead. but like, what would you say, in your opinion, without divulging mm-hmm. anything, were like, I guess, faults of hers, you know, from her past and her experiences that, you know, negatively affected <clears throat> your relationship? Because there's what happens and then how you sides. react yeah. too exactly so like yeah. there's what you do and there's how she reacted to it which could, could be good or bad for you you know so yeah i mean i think well here's one of the points that i wanted to make on this podcast was that if you go on twitter one of the most toxic places you find on twitter is if you put the words my ex <laughs> I'm gonna try that, but in, all right. Into into the search. Yeah, I'm gonna try. It. It. I, it. I think I'm gonna try it. It's a trap. My ex into the search. Yeah. And I'm telling you, minute by minute, people worldwide are shitting on their exes, and it just keeps going and going. That's why I'm saying, like, there there are other parts of that are toxic of Twitter, but this has been one of the most toxic parts that I've. Found. How did you find that? Just by you know the same way that we spoke about yeah, in, yeah. in wanting to do research, Just, and yeah. I think one of the most common things <laughs> that I didn't pick up that one, but yeah, <laughs> one of the most common things that people tweet is this stupid saying: "There's no ex that I want back, no one from my past that I want back, and that includes friendships." Thanks for the lessons, but I'm good now. And people tweet Come that on. over and over and over and over, right? And so, so that's why I'm saying like. That's one of the points that I wanted to make on this podcast was that people just shit on their exes like nonstop on Twitter. And it just it's one of the most toxic places that I found. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, what are some steps did you take? Oh, wait, wait. I didn't oh, answer God, the God, question. God. Right. I was going to say, oh, so right, in yeah, context, yeah, yeah. I yeah, assume yeah. that you found that because X, Y, Z. Well, OK. So here's here's a couple of things. I think at least in our age group, we've abused what toxic means, mm-hmm. what the word toxic is. Because I think toxic can range from anything from a disagreement to you know a little bit of stronger argument to a full-blown yelling to like, you know, physical abuse and you know, more serious things. Yeah, and I think there's some like 
kind of media programming involved in that. I think people hear certain words used and they run with it. So it's like mm-hmm. everything is toxic. I mean, right. this is toxic. That's it's it. It's, like, yeah, it's like okay, you're saying all these things are toxic except you. So right. like you clearly right. are picking and choosing when you want to apply this word. Exactly. And and so I think for me, like what's difficult in having done research after you know this breakup was that finding all of this, finding you know that toxic can be as simple as a disagreement. And I'm here. Mm-hmm trying to be better, trying to research how I can be better. And everything is telling me like, you know, well, leave your toxic man and don't think about your toxic man and your man is toxic. And it's and just it's like, like, how? Like, yeah. this is not normal. I mean, this you saying that, it's easy to say it, but how do you do it? And, right. And, and the oh, thing is, man. I think I think before Instagram really took off, like, you know, people could have full blown arguments out in the street. And they and it would just be a full blown argument. Yeah, yeah. You you couldn't classify it as toxic, and I feel like toxic is, at times, and I'm I'm saying there are toxic relationships, there are, you know, dangerous relationships. But to call everything toxic to me doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, but I will say that I did have some toxic behaviors, and you know I'm man enough to admit that. So, so back to what you were saying about her, right? <laughs> right. Bianca. So it's very easy, you know, it's very easy, I think, for her to to turn and look at me and say, you turned toxic, you were emotionally abusive at certain points, you were too angry, like, you know, you hated the world, right? It's very easy for her to say that. For me, it's very easy to say, well, you're scatterbrained, you can't pay attention, you put everybody else's needs before mine, and you take me for granted. It's very easy to say that. But what I have learned since this whole thing has happened is that what's missing in this conversation is communication mm-hmm. and I think that that's something that had been lost on me because I wasn't aware of it at the time um, yeah and you learn that late like right after the breakup mm-hmm. you learn that or during well not during but through healing through healing yeah so so I, I guess I can at this point go into the breakup yeah, yeah, there yeah, are any yeah, other questions yeah, yeah. on the backstory no go ahead no we'll break <laughs> it down as we go along okay so the way we broke up is that we went on a trip. I was still in a bad mental space. Well, you were still at your lowest. I was still working the, through it. All right, all right. Yeah. But you were employed at this point? Yeah, I was employed. Right. But, but still. Right, right. You know, but still. Right. And we came back from this trip and... I'm sorry to interrupt, but at yeah. this point you're, you are in therapy actively during this time as yes. well. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. But you're still not working yet. No, I no, am working. He's working. And I am no, no, working. I mean, it's not working. You said at first right, it right, worked for not, you. Right, okay, it's yes. not working yet. And, um... You're on a trip? You're on yeah. a trip? Yeah, we're on a trip. We came back from the trip. We, we came back. back. And the thing is, we had taken other trips, and somehow there would always be a problem. You know, kind of like what I described between, like, our styles and how we approach people mm-hmm. and how we approach things. There would always be some kind of problem. And this was no different. And we got back here. And I think that day, like, it just divulged into, like, a shouting match. And, like, I yelled at her outside. And she yelled at me in here. And, like, it was it was just not a good situation. Um, and then she said, well, I'm going to leave. And I begged her not to. Um, so it, it was an ugly situation. It turned ugly. Um, but to me, I'm thinking people yell all the time. People yeah. shout at each other, you know, whatever. And so I think like three weeks later, we had another 
conflict. And that was the point where she was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to go. I'm getting my things. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And she did. She did. You're so used to her sticking it out and yeah, argue, she come back, argue, come back. And this time it was serious. Yeah, but it, this only um, happened twice. Like it, was, right, it wasn't right, on right. and off, on and off. Like all this, right, I was yeah. about to say, people are so used to the arguing and then they don't respect their partner's feelings. Mm-hmm. And it's like when it when it when it's that breaking point, then it's like, oh, oh shit, she was she was serious. Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was like that, but like it was never, you know, like it was always let's stick it out, let's stick it out, let's stick it out. Um, and yeah, so so she grabbed her things and she left, and um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your like? How did you feel after that moment when she left? Well, the very next day, I went on YouTube and like started googling how to get her back. Oh, so she was ignoring your calls. It was she blocked well, you on everything. Or? Well, the thing is, what I can something that I can say that I am proud of is that I've never taken a retaliatory retaliation stance mm-hmm. on this because I understood that. I have played a significant role in the coming mm-hmm. to this point. So I never, quote-unquote, begged her. I never went chasing after her. I never did any of that. I knew that she, she needed space at that point. <laughs> I knew that she needed space at that point, right? Did I, did I try the stupid 30-day no contact? I did. Yeah. I did. I tried that. You know? I only lasted like 28 days, but yeah, I tried it. That's um, most of the days. <laughs> <laughs> but if I would have tried it 31 days, maybe it would have worked. But 28 yeah. was good. So, so I think, you know, obviously it's important for people to be careful of that because I think when people need space, they need space. Mm-hmm. And 30 days in the month, like, you know, I, I felt like, you know, people couldn't change. So, well, at least I couldn't change. So I guess what happened after that was a whole year of like hot and cold behavior. Right? From you? From her. All right. Where, you know, I would be giving all the space in the world and I'd be getting this text. And then like I'd be doing this and then I'd be getting more. And yeah. I'd be getting some from her. I'd be getting a text on my birthday, but then like another like oh, silence, right? But this lasted a whole year. This was all of last year. Yeah. Um, I, as a female, I, I can say thing. that that's, I was going a, that's a, thing. Yeah. a thing. This is a thing. Why? Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if I know the answer to why it's a thing. That's, that's shitty. I'll tell but you I, that. But yeah. I will say this. I will say this. Um, <clears throat> and I say this all the time. I think I told you guys this that, that day we all met. Uh-huh. Women, I can speak for myself and all my friends, mm-hmm. we don't tend to dig in archives. So generally, like, if we end something, we really do mean it. So, like, we may waver if we're single or something and we'll, like, entertain you in communicating with you. But, like, if we don't feel that we we really don't want to be with you, we're not actually going to go any further than that. That's what my stance is and my friends. So I don't know about her, but... No, but can I push back? Mm -hmm. So I think in her field as a medical professional, Mm -hmm. um, this situation has happened where, like, most of them... People have split up, gotten back together, gotten married. So you researched that? No, that's from. Oh, all right, all right, yeah. Right? So, so like, I, that's kind of but a. Who r- split up with who, and what was the situation? The women. They all split up with the men. Interesting. And ended up getting back together and married. So this is in the back of your mind. Well, wait, hold While on. There is a caveat to what I said, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the caveat is, unless like that person is the one, because if that person you really are madly in love with that person, like that can 
it can come up and down. But if we're really over it and we're no longer <laughs> interested for real, we're not attracted anymore. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's her situation with you at all. I'm not trying to say that, mm-hmm. but like when we're truly over somebody and we're not joking and we're legit moving on anyway, like you could try to kiss us. It's literally like poker face. We're just like. So oh, let me tell okay. the rest of the uh, yeah. well, what happens next. Uh-huh. Um, so, so this is a whole year of it and this whole year. Yeah, you know, I will say I was improving for her. Right. I was really trying to get myself on track and trying to work on my mental health and trying to work on my career. Right. So you were meeting up with her physically sometimes. Or we met up once. Okay. We met up once um, a couple of months after the breakup and we had a great dinner. And I think like 20 minutes later after it, she texted me like, you know, don't think that like this means we're getting back oh, together or like whatever. But, but like there she was flirting with me, picking out my plate, trying to take my sushi. um so so i was like okay do you feel that she was trying to like play hard to get well i'm gonna tell the rest of the story um so yeah so so this happens for about like i said almost a whole year and i'm not contacting her regularly she's the one who's texting me she's the one who's messaging me the one sending me memes you know she's the one right i mean I understood she needed space and I was not trying to manipulate her back to me, you know? Was I using a little bit of manipulating tactics? Yeah, maybe, but I wasn't not trying to manipulate yeah. when her When she back split to me. up, when you guys split up though, who contacted who first after that? You said the 30 day window, but did you reach yeah, out or did she reach I, out I, after? I, re- I reached out, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, after the 30 days. Right. All right. Yeah, and so, so we get to, I guess around September of last year, and I think at this time, you know, the amazing thing is that during, during this time, like my life completely changed because I'm a person that likes to mentor others. And finally, someone opened the door for me and I started getting a lot of experience in my new field. And I really started making moves and like it was it, it was really a godsend moment. Um, and. You know, I posted about it on Instagram and on my story. And what's interesting is that <laughs> the one person that wasn't happy for me was her. Mm. Like she, she did not like to see that. And the thing is, what happened was she deleted me off of Instagram. And of oh, course, y'all was following each other all the time. All this time. Interesting. And I was, I was, I was. She would always be the first person to look at my stories every single time. Mm. You, oh, you're checked the A. You be checking. That's funny. All right. Yeah. No, but she was. She probably know? had you on a notification thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, All right. and then look, that's, and you were saying, right? Like, if she's over me, if she's disinterested in me, what does that say? I don't know. Do you think that was, I, I guess just a question, do you think that was like, her ego kind of taking a hit, like feeling like Let's see how you're actually doing well yeah. and like that well, wasn't supposed well, to happen. Here's what happens, this. right? So she she deletes me off Instagram and... This is when you're happy and you're happy. You're high. Yeah, where where, I'm, where I'm getting higher. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm coming right. out of this fog that has like been on me for like two years. Mm-hmm. And um, so, of course, I sent her a text message immediately like a dumbass. Wait, you noticed? Wait, you have like one of those unfollowed <laughs> trackers? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it's him. That's what, yeah. All right. Good. Um, like, and I texted te- her and I said, hey, I saw this. Um, and I just wanted to let you know that I understand. And she said to me, I had to do it. Um, 
I don't want to sit here thinking about why he couldn't do that for me when we were together and it's just not good for me so couldn't do, do what, what? For yeah you? be happy be yeah just be happy like it hurt to see me happy around other people all right so if she was here let's say if she was in your place right now and i asked Whoa, her that's, to describe that's pretty intense i feel like that yeah if that's I, like that's probably like a two episode right. session with your therapist for real that's if really i asked her to describe the relationship she would think you were angry and she would describe these bad things in your relationship i think she would describe it kind of like the passion in the beginning and then like transitions to so in her mind she thinks of you like angry dude da, da, da. so she sees you happy now and it's like right yeah. well the thing is I, w- I don't think she thinks of me fully as an angry person like i think she saw what getting fired how much it affected me mm-hmm. but i think she saw that that's what it came to you know um and so um Oh, another thing I will say, and I guess this is kind of like, not like a warning, but like, this is something that women might do, is that, so I noticed that when we first broke up, she deleted one of our posts on Instagram together, right? And I think oh, she, of course. And yeah. then I think she had like 20 of them, right? And because I like noticed it and I texted her about it, and I was Dang. like, why did you do that? It gave her all the artillery she needed to go against me from that point. Because every time I would do something that she didn't like, boom, delete another one. Boom, delete another one. Oh, you're out with girls like dancing, having a good time, even though these girls are like are butt ugly. Boom, I'm gonna delete ten. Pictures. How would you feel when you see that? <clears throat> How would you feel inside? Awful, horrible. I felt like I, I was cursing, like, like I'd be losing like, grip. You know, oh, like, like yeah, yeah. You know, ah, uh, yeah. I, yo, I've been there. All but right, the, but the thing is, like, I, I felt like she she used it against me because yeah, I gave yeah. her that weapon. You give her ammo. And the thing is. I, I admire her for it, actually, because before me, she wasn't... Like, I taught her how to be vindictive, and she <laughs> used it against me. Good job. <laughs> oh, my God. But, but no, I admire the cunning and the tenacity. I, I do. I really do. Because she, you know, she, she used my own thing against me. Um, I do think it's really interesting how much of a role social media <clears throat> plays in people's yes. Oh, yo, it's crazy. This, you even saying this is, like, Instagram, striking a nerve for me Instagram right became a battlefield. Over the past year, it did. Yo, this is crazy. And no, no, and that's it's really it's it's unfortunate because it's like, you know, that's why Steve and I, my partner, we uh-huh. we I, we come off of social media and come back. And we I have like a weird love hate relationship with Instagram yeah. because I just feel <laughs> like it's a place that is helpful and like people always message me about the things I'm putting up. But at the same time, it's like it does take time away from things that I'm mm-hmm. doing. Like unless mm-hmm. I'm straight up using it for business. But the thing is, like you use it for something business oriented. And then 45 minutes later, you're doing other stuff. And then you kind of also start to scroll through and see things people are doing. It it has a psychological impact Mm -hmm. on you where Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, man, I need to be doing more. Or maybe, you know, I need to be traveling more because I'm seeing other people. And it's like you kind of it's its own world. And it's but I think what we need to realize is that it's really not a real place. So it's like. Whether she deleted a photo or not, that didn't change the fact that those things she happened. She still has that photo. But it has an impact on your relationship as if it was a real thing, even yeah. though it was just an image. Like, I think that's really impactful. And well, she probably archived it. And the thing is, <laughs> because it became a battlefield, I feel like the breakup wasn't real that whole year. You know? Ah, uh, yeah. All right. I mean, it doesn't sound like it was. It sounds like it was a drawn-out breakup. Right. And so what happens next is... um. And I, I have something to tell you after we finish recording, but <laughs> um, no, what happens next is, uh, well, I'm like, okay, fine. Like, 
she's angry seeing me successful like she's pissed off and like i mean to me that says like there's still emotions there so let me write a letter wow let me write a letter i wrote the most amazing thing i have ever (laughs) written says you you. no (laughs) says says anybody that i've let read it i really use like and they was like, you gonna get her back. You gonna get her back. They believe that she was gonna get her back with this letter. Well, the thing is, well, what was what was in the letter? Like, was it like expressing yourself? Was it your feelings on the last year? Was it all of that? Yeah, I mean, I will say that it was a lot of taking responsibility. It was a lot of step by step of like how I had attempted to heal, how there were certain things from her end that did hurt me. I didn't blame her for it. I just said, you know, and my thing, my thing was that I wanted to clear up the misconceptions that she had about me. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, like I said, you know, that Instagram story with a bunch of like, you know, not good looking girls that like. Oh, that really did happen? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, that, that was, was like a, a hypothetical. Well, okay. Well, quote unquote happened. <laughs> uh, but like, I wanted to clear up that like this whole year wasn't just spent like being spiteful. Like I had used everything that I had gone through to come out a better person, a, a complete person, a healed person. No, but a, but a better person. Um, and in return, what I got was something very scathing. And, and so the letter that I wrote was really long. <laughs> but the thing is a physical letter, you mailed it email. But the thing is, so I don't suggest this for everybody. Yeah. I just felt in this, situation i had to do it because there were so many misconceptions about what i what i was going through that year <clears throat> and it's okay to say you did that partly for you yeah, i mean yeah. you that was a part of your own healing process too just to get it yeah. off your chest hey, however it's received yeah and the thing is i think like it was that was kind of like okay i've done everything i could do so the letter that i received from her was pretty scathing but i immediately read it and i forgave her immediately because I can't take away what her experience was. Mm-hmm. I cannot take away how the last year and a half of our relationship, how hurt she had been by me, how out of control I had gotten with my emotions. Um, <clears throat> so I read it. It hurt. I didn't respond at all. I haven't spoken to her since then. Um, when, how long ago was that? eight months okay um but yeah so i i really took that as a moment and then like i said it hurt it hurt like hell it hurt my chest it hurt every fiber of my being but at that point i knew the success that i was starting to get had to be for myself and since then things have i have gotten a second chance from god i feel to like re-energize my career, to revitalize my career, to really get everything that I was looking for. Like, I'm on my way to it, if it not has happened yet. Um, and yeah, I, I just I just think that it's incredible what has happened to me in these last eight months. Um, what about you personally, though? Because mm. you're talking about your career. But yeah. Like, as a person, like... What yeah. has these last months been for you as a as a human? So what's interesting is that I found a lot of faith. 
And I, I started making friends that were in the faith community. And I think me having been an atheist most of my life, like this was the one thing that I could turn to. And like, I found that once I really started believing that there was a higher power, um, is it God? I don't know, you know, yeah. but, but a higher power. Um, so would you say spiritual? Spiritual. spiritual. <laughs> okay, okay. That's when things started yeah. happening, keep happening. You know, day by day, week by week, I'm like, oh shit, like I have like a million things on my calendar to do. Um, and so personally, I think I've had to find a lot of forgiveness in that situation, working through family, working through work, just everything that I was so angry at. Um, I've been able to find faith to like hold me be- because before that, all I was being held by was ego and pride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess I guess one thing that's important that I've learned um, and I just want to I'm just going to pull this up because I think this is very important. So. So this uh, Kevin Durant to Brooklyn Nets thing, <laughs> right? Um, I think it's very interesting because I was reading what happened for Kevin Durant to leave the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Right. And there was this altercation with Draymond Green. Yeah. Yeah. And what I read in this article is reportedly after, you know, Draymond Green told Kevin Durant, like, you a bitch, we don't need you anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a couple of days later, Steph Curry tried to play Peacemaker and they met up and they talked. Kevin Durant told Draymond Green, your emotions are not an excuse for your behavior. Mm -hmm. And that really stuck with me when I read that. And I think, yeah, you know, I've always been a very passionate person, a very ambitious person but I think that this was the wake-up call for me to check myself and how I talk to people and how I work with people um, there have been a couple of situations recently where people have spoken to me a certain way and mm-hmm. like you know I have even gone to like yelling at me um, and in that moment like you know I, I reached down and I talked to God or you know and for that to help me through those moments. But at the same time, it's kind of a mirror to have I've, how I've spoken to people before. Mm-hmm. And that's to, I think that's really, it's a hard lesson to see, like, this is how people have felt. Because after this particular incident happened where, like, somebody yelled at me in, in this capacity, in a professional capacity, it took me a week and a half to kind of move past it. And then I'm thinking, well... This girl like dealt with me for like a year and a half of me like being right. a dick, you know. Like, yeah. And so, so I think personally, um, I feel that I'm making important strides, and you know, it, it had to come from this um, really, really tough moment. And it, you know, I felt like the job lost, the relationship lost. Like, it was hit after hit, but I think. I've come out at this point on the other side of it. So now, is your heart still with your ex? Next question. <laughs> All right. Can I actually well, ask a question? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask before that. Yeah. You said that she responded back, and it was like a scathing yeah. kind of email. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm curious, as a female, sure. if that email was there any accountability on her end of like acknowledging what you said regarding her or. Was it straight up just a, you were the punching bag? 
There was a slight, like maybe one line of accountability, but I think that since we broke up, she had never expressed herself in that way. So I felt like this was her opportunity too. And so, but you said she was a pacifist, so right. Okay. So I think you know over the over the year of like yeah. being in contact, no contact, contact, no contact, like things have built up to where that was the opportunity for her to let go and like express it. And like I said, I had to forgive her immediately. I had to say, you know, like this was something I needed to see, I needed to hear, and I needed because in a way I deserve this. So. Now your questionnaire, you wrote that you both have- Most uh, of that was lies. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote that you both have um, mutual friends. How does that um, play out? Next question. Can hey. I answer that one? Yeah, like- Can I answer right, that ahead, one? Wait, wait, can you pause it and I tell you and then like maybe you- uh, No, 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 no. If you don't want to answer it, you don't have okay. to answer it. I mean, it's important, but I'll tell you after. All right, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. I think, I think all of this and I guess, well, let me roll over a question to you for a second. Yeah. But it sounds like you did, but I think I already know the answer. But, like, did you guys have, like, a friendship base? Did you build a friendship within your relationship? Because I think that matters yeah. as far as the yeah. mutual friend thing. Because for me, like, whenever you interview me for my ex <laughs> I can tell you that we didn't really have a friendship. So, for me, everybody uh, that I met through this person, for the most part, they're just acquaintances. Yeah, yeah. They're not friends to me. So... I and by we're friends on Instagram. I don't follow them. They follow me type shit. But like, mm -hmm. I don't feel obligated beyond that. Yeah, because yeah. again, even me and him, we didn't have a friendship. So, you know, some people, they're like, oh, we can just be friends. It's like, I think we throw that friend yeah, word yeah. around. Yeah. If you didn't have a friendship, you're not going to build a friendship with an ex now that didn't exist in the relationship. So it's different. Right. So that's why I'm asking mm -hmm. that. We didn't have a friendship. But the reason why I think is because we felt like we already had known each other forever. Mm. that's a good thing and it has its pitfalls where again we didn't know how each other how we communicated and I think like after the pat I mean the passion never wore off like the passion like was there I mean the attraction was there like she's a beautiful girl yeah. <laughs> um, but you know now stepping back allowing myself to have mentors allowing myself to humble myself I can look and say like we could have been doing work on communicating but I think people can't learn that until they come to this point mm -hmm. you know it's only until people come to this point and are humbled and like go through this like really awful experience that like you know people are willing to take relationship courses through the church or like you know prepare themselves for the next step but I mean we were we were there we found someone who we really liked and loved quickly and like and then things are falling apart yeah i think sometimes that happens yeah. though where you just you're so enamored with each other that you you get so caught up that you perceive these things as all those check marks you know yeah, you yeah. think you check them off but in actuality you bypass them and then now you're kind of coming to that point where you realize you didn't actually check them off and now you're seeing what that means in the long run yeah, right. you know and it, it hap it's so easy to happen yeah and and so i think yeah um it's it's been a very humbling experience and you know i'm on the other side of it and yeah i just it's it's made me a better person i think even though it's been a pretty lengthy 
awful destructive process. At least you like mm-hmm. the self-awareness, basically. You looked at the situation and tried to, and you overcame it. Well, not all the way, right? I'm chilling, bro. All right. <laughs> I'm chilling. Um, I'm just drinking this uh, tonic water. <laughs> Drink. What is your dating life like now? I'm chilling, bro. You do, well, it's ch- chilling to me a lot of things. Well, we're in New York. Out. I'm all just right. hanging out, man. Hanging out. He's at the bars. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, I'm hanging out. <laughs> but you're focusing more on yeah. your own personal growth and whatever comes, comes type situation. I am blessed with many opportunities that I'm getting um, in my career. And so, like I said, my schedule is pretty full and I'm happy to be focusing on that. But mm-hmm. yeah. well, now what I will say, if we want to talk about some challenges, right? These girls out here trying to have a hot girl summer. Oh God, I'm so tired of hearing. <laughs> you know, this they're, they're, they're trying yes. to have a hot girl summer. It's summer what, in New York, what and does like, that mean? Can someone fill me in hey, exactly I'll give what you the it list. means? Okay, yeah, okay. It's like, I don't understand. Okay, when winter come, we're gonna see what happens. Okay. yeah, it's like f the guys right now. Right, y'all and, do y'all. No, but the thing is, and you know, these girls trying to have a hot girl summer, and like they they, they <laughs> peep, you know, they, they peep me. I'm I'm a bachelor. I'm I'm, I'm just chilling, and like they come over to talk, and like, you know, I mean, it's it's a little challenging, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tempting, right? <laughs> I, I just said it was challenging. I didn't say it was not tempting. <laughs> um, what you like? What would you say is your biggest lesson learned from this whole relationship with your ex? Same thing I said about um. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green. Um, emotions are not an excuse for behavior. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I I guess to that to that question, um, the things that your ex would say to you, or she's you know the culmination of things she said in that letter mm. that she wrote to you and whatnot. Like being honest with yourself, like was that the first time you heard those things, or had you heard things like that through the course of your life, and it didn't really hit you until that and her you know what i'm saying I, like i can tell you from personal yeah. experience steve like i always tell him he's a bad communicator and like i got <laughs> so mad one day because one day we're laying in bed and like one of his fucking business partners told him yo bro you're a shitty communicator and he had the nerve to like roll over and go hey love you think i'm a bad communicator and <laughs> it was like he never heard me say it and i was like yeah. are you serious this right now so i would yeah. think steve is a good comedian well i don't know but well i mean he's he's he's, he's working on it too, yeah like no he has lots of it's lot. It, it's yeah it's a it's a lot but anyway <laughs> um like i said behavior has been generational i've heard you know many criticisms of my personality from family friends other relationships um but i, I would always say like f that f that f that you know and not that I was the most awful person in the world. It's just people are pointing out uh, kind of like my defective um, parts. And so, again, I, I have to admire her. I have to give her props because one of the ways I think we fell in love was because of our words and our mastery of the language. And, like, you know, we're both amazing writers. Mm-hmm. So in the same way that I wrote this amazing letter to her, like, her letter back even though it was full of knives, was just as amazing, you know? And so I wouldn't necessarily say it was her words that changed something in me. I just think, like, the day after she left, like, I just started changing on my own. Evolution. 
What is some advice would you give somebody going through a heartbreak or a breakup? There is no 30 day rule. <laughs> 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 trash. Yeah. Yeah, wait, to that point about the 30 it days. Trash. So, <clears throat> I guess looking back now at like your process in the yeah. moment, right? Like what, what would you say that like there really is a template or is it you kind of feel it out and figure it well, out and you're evolving in that moment? What, what do you, what do you say what, from you doing it? Yeah. I mean, I know every person's different, but like. Well, here's the thing. I mean, these dating coaches have been around maybe in the last eight, nine years, right? The question is, what did we do before that? You know, I mean, naturally whenever we have a problem now we just type it into youtube we type it into google Mm -hmm. and (laughs) you know what i found you know and not necessarily because i'm desperate to get my ex back but because i'm interested in this like industry that people are building online um with personal coaching and like you know people are spending thousands of dollars and like some people are getting taken advantage of um, because they're desperate to spend their money um i think what was the question? Um, shoot, now I forgot. Well, I was just asking about you doing the 30-day rule and your experience with actually going online versus just yeah. what, you know, because you did say that mm-hmm. you met her kind of pre when these things popped off and pre-Instagram and all that yeah. stuff. So, like, you kind of use a new school technique in from yeah, an and, old and school so, and so, so And so, you know... You, you hear me use the terms hot and cold, 30 day no contact, letter. Like, this is all stuff that comes from that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds good, I'll tell you that. And wait, I guess, I guess <laughs> yeah. this is kind of a hypothetical here, but had you had no internet, right? Let's, uh, let's, let's right. say you had no internet, you had no resources. Pretend you didn't meet her on OKCupid, you met her yeah. on the corner, I don't know, whatever. You don't have any resources good, now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't have any resources to kind of figure this out other than a book let's say right right? so what would you if you were left alone to figure Mm -hmm. out what to do when she walked out of here like what was your first instinct before looking something up or what would it have been if you were left to think about it like would you have just showed up would you have stuck what what would you have what would you have done on your own if you didn't go to the internet i think i sent her sushi to her house the day after (laughs) (laughs) For her and her family. You literally did that? I literally did that. Yeah, I did something like that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's what um, I would have done and what I did, you know. The thing is, you know, the thing is that... But you shade that. That she ate it. That she ate that shit. I, I, I didn't say I, thank you either. Here's I didn't the thing. Say thank you. I think, I think just the way that we're so tempted, and I guess this is more of a general lesson, right? And you asked yeah. me, this is more of a general lesson. The same way that my instinct was to go to YouTube and type in, get your ex back, is the same way that there are thousands of Instagram accounts with these stupid quotes on them that say like once an arrow is shot forward you can't pull it back or like a toxic man this 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 and this so final and those things are toxic in and of itself (laughs) right 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 but the thing is it it comes off as positivity but then everything is toxic 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 there are very few accounts that say work together communicate Mm -hmm. maybe things can work out in the future but like everything is like get rid of that man get rid of that girl 
and you know yeah i mean i've been guilty of like you know of you know i guess in a previous relationship being like well fuck her like you know here i go being a hot boy you know whatever (laughs) um but but don't you see that that's like such like a media agenda where it's always just separatism we're always i mean that's so that's what i'm saying like so so one thing that i left out is that like i said instagram is a battlefield so is like seeing what people like because throughout that year it was all these negative Mm -hmm, quotes mm -hmm, all these negative mm -hmm. quotes and then mixed in with like a positive i miss him and then all these negative quotes and all these negative quotes so 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 between that and between me, like how to get your ex back, <laughs> we're, we're, we're just we're just Yo, it's just this crazy like what, yeah. online battle that we're having, and like you know, I think you that's why that's crazy. why when I when I got that letter, I said I'm gonna step back, I'm gonna focus on what I need to do, and uh, you know, did all, you pull away from social media at that point, or at any point in this with all the no? Because the thing like? is, I need social media to promote my mm. projects, you know. But um, I mean. You could have social media, but well, I mean, we, the well, scouring we, we, we on get it. rid of like we, certain accounts. We deleted each other, so oh, like right, we couldn't right, see right. each other. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, so, so you, you know, couldn't scour each right, other's anything. Exactly, okay, and okay. and so ever since then, like I've just been focusing on my projects, and that's what I said. I mean, I'm just chilling, you know. Yeah. All right. One of my ways of healing was to stay busy. Is that one of your ways? Essentially, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that that's been working for me. Yeah, and and you know, I, I like I said, it had to end up being for me. Um, I think. I'm healing past that trauma of getting fired. I'm healing past that trauma of that girl like six, seven years ago now who gave me that anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of healing. And like I said, you know, looking to faith and like allowing myself to have older mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and the thing is, I, <sighs> however she heals in her respect, like same thing with the letter, I can't, I can't judge, you know, because I think I've, come against a certain mirror that has just shown me that like my words do you know did carry power just like other people's words are carrying power to me um as i move through like life right now so that's good and your question there i always ask everybody because i'm doing a playlist again i lied i lied on the question there (laughs) yeah to pick a song but you told the truth today that's what matters to pick a song to dedicate to your ex and you didn't pick anything and i I was like yo i need something all right i was gonna give you ariana grande thank you next but (laughs) it don't seem like (laughs) um well i'm okay so i'm gonna say a line and i'm gonna say a song right all right so the line is close your eyes and let the words paint a thousand pictures one good girl is worth a thousand. Mm, yeah, the B word. Yeah, you know where that's from, yeah. right? Uh, I heard it. Sounds it. I, really familiar. Is that J Cole? Is it J Cole? No, no. I heard this. I heard this. Cole, but I can't think of it right now. Is I, it Jay Z? His protege. Kanye. Oh. Oh, oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I heard this uh, Down to. Yeah, yeah. All right. So all right. So but, down to. That, that's a good song. It's a good song. So I'm yeah. just gonna throw that line out there. But um, I really love. Kanye West, Kerry Hilson, Neo, Knock You Down. Mm, that's a good one. That's a solid one. All right. I thank you, Alex, man. This is a good episode. Oh, you remember uh, my fake name. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that was a long time ago, right? Glad somebody said it. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a great episode. Learned a lot. Got a lot of gems out of it. Um, I, we went through some of the same things with, with, with the uh, healing part. And 
I was like, yeah, this is this this is the guy I need on the episode. And you did great. Thank you. With the fake name. Can I ask a question? His Starbucks name. More questions? <laughs> All right. What, well, what's your last question? What's your final, last question? My final question is, like, given the opportunity, would you get back with your ex? At this point? I feel like he already asked me that, and I said no comment. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, kind of. Oh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. His heart's still over there, yeah. But, okay. That's fair. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I, I express myself a lot through... Um, Kanye West lyrics, so yeah, just yeah. take that forward. This, uh, um, we get to hear it. Are we gonna hear it? Yeah, at the end. Okay. <laughs> Watch out for the copyright, because it, it's ways around it. But all right, I'm gonna cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs>